This episode is brought to you by 3andMe. 3andMe is a genetic ancestry service for people with the most thoroughbred and pure bloodlines. Incestuous family trees can be hard to track. Branches grow into roots. Roots grow into roots. Actually, it's just a big clump of roots. 3andMe takes the hard work out of untangling your inbred bloodline so that you know who is your sister and or cousin and or mother as soon as possible. Just go to 3andMe.com and use code HMT at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. That's 3andMe, now endorsed by the British Royal Family. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a PhD in spookology, and of course, Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare no-nos. New theatrical releases always get priority unless we don't want to watch them, and we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. I'm David Day. I'm Bryce Hansen. That's actually not true. Reverse those. <laughs> Scratch it. Reverse it. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, before we get started, just want to give a plug for our website, horrormovietalk.com. You'll find... How did you make me talk? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Bryce Stop, that hurts. Uh, so, uh, yeah, our website, you'll find links to our social media and be able to connect with us, which many people do, and we really appreciate it. We post new episodes every Wednesday, so please consider subscribing. And if you have an Apple product, leave us a rating on Apple Podcast because that really helps out. We've got a great show today. We're going to be talking about Wrong Turn. <laughs> holy moly sometimes i mean patreon is the gift that keeps on giving and sometimes they just decide to stab you in the eye <laughs> they just decide to oh, stab this, you in the eye this wasn't that bad no it was not that bad it's not good either um so yeah this was one of our patreon selections um for some of our uh patreon tiers you get to vote on a, a movie for us to review as a group, and this is one of those. So we'll start out by giving a brief review and a score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry, 5 being a perfectly average film that hits all the expected marks, and 10 being so good it transcends genre boundaries. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. And then later, a couple bits, we'll be doing taglines, perennial favorite, and our friend from across the sea, Mr. Ben Warrington, will give us horror movie news. You guys need to stick around for horror movie news. It's a good one, this, this go-around. Man, Man, let me tell you. Um, heightening tension. By the way, yeah, with, uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, okay, so let's get into the episode. So, our, again, like I said, the patrons voted for us to watch Wrong Turn from 2003, and it harkened, harkened back to simpler times. Yeah, yeah. Here's that's... the trailer.
Are you all right? I'm so sorry. Yeah. I just found this tied to a tree back there. Somebody did this. Baby, seriously, this isn't funny. <laughs> and what a trailer <laughs> and what a trailer it was there's a lot of takes in that trailer um i should have uh don't take the wrong turn <laughs> okay uh wrong turn is available for rent at all the digital places there the one place where it was a streaming for quote-unquote free was cinemax I mean, you had to sign up for Cinemax or whatever, but they probably have a free trial. Um, the synopsis for this film is simple. <laughs> a group of random people in their early 20s are attacked by inbred homicidal mountain men. Yeah, it's simple. You know, it's textbook stuff. Mm-hmm. Some of them have paint-by-numbers backstories and archetypes. Really, their purpose and motivation is to be fodder for a slasher. Everyone that you think will die, dies, and everyone you think that will survive, survives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wrong Turn came out in 2003, and I genuinely forgot how long ago that was. Right? <laughs> 17 years? Uh, it's got Nokia phones, it's got bare midriffs on women, and puka shells on men. <laughs> <laughs> That's all true. Um it was a simpler time, and this is a simple movie to match it. This is a good old-fashioned, dumb slasher. Mm-hmm. The only unique twist on the generic formula is that the antagonists are a family of inbred homicidal hicks. You, oh, wait, that's not unique. Wait, that's, that's, that's a ripoff of Texas Chainsaw yeah, Massacre. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Who cares? The people that want to watch slashers just want to see people getting chased and cut up in that respect this movie excels because that's basically all that happens people get chased and cut up rinse and repeat yeah um this is 
right down the center for me. I I give it a score of five out of ten. I I I went through a range of emotions upon learning that we were going to be reviewing this. I first I was, have you seen it before? At first, no. At first, it was confusion. I was like, "What's wrong turn?" And I mistook it in my head for a very good movie. I think from 2013 called Dead End, mm. uh, which is a fabulous movie. Uh, along the same line, like along the same lines as this one, people on a trip, and then the trip goes awry. Isn't there like a John Carpenter one that's really famous? Um, the it's not Last House on the Left. Maybe it is. I, I can't remember. But there's, I feel like I've heard that there is a plot where a woman or some some women um, get stranded and badness ensues but whatever i mean it's basically sure. the, the the plot of most horror movies <laughs> and and by the way my apologies um dead end is also a 2003 movie it's not a t- 2013 movie oh. i thought this movie was dead end because the year matches and the premise is very similar if uh so first confusion and then anger because i was like oh no this is just gonna be blech. and then once i started watching it i was excited by who was in it it had a bunch of the all of the most popular teens and teen heartthrob people from the time eliza dushku the guy from six feet under some bitch who i just really wanted to die very quickly <laughs> Um, they were all there. Uh, and, um, yeah, it was, it proved to be pretty average. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what's your score for it? Oh uh, yeah. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to say, I mean, this is just not my lane at all. This mm, is the yeah. antithesis of what I enjoy for the most part, but it does feel very nostalgic. Uh-huh. Um, so I can't hate it that much i'd give it a a low four really yeah pretty low on that four it's not it's not like it it doesn't commit any mortal sins really other than just not being very good you know yeah what about you yeah i said five five yeah um okay so yeah that's a that's pretty simple you know, synopsis and review there. Um, before we get into spoilers and talk more in detail, um, we got some mid roll, just like the, you know, the the best best roll the, that there is. The bear mid roll, like the bear midriff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves the bear midriff. So we've already mentioned which Patri- there is a lot of, isn't in this yes. movie? Lots of bear yeah. midriff. Yeah, we're going to be talking about women's fashion over the ages mm-hmm, with, mm-hmm. with this movie. Yeah. Um, we mentioned our patrons, which we love, and who we're, we're doing this episode for. Um, head over to our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash talk, And check out the different tiers. There's something for everyone. Any level of support, even though even if it's not within a tier, um, we appreciate. And it helps subsidize some of the... Some of the expense that it takes, you know, these movies don't pay for themselves. Hell no. Nah. We're not pirates. No. We we pay the movie industry. Yeah, we do. Um, also, so yeah, please check that out. Also, Shudder, if you have heard of it, you know what it is. It's the horror streaming service. You get a bunch of curated 
horror movies and horror TV shows and docs and, and podcasts available. If you're interested and, and have been waiting to take the dive, use coach, code HMT at checkout to get a 30-day free trial and avoid being a schmuck and getting the normal seven-day free trial like all the rabble get. You dumb, dumb idiots. <clears throat> you can also support the podcast by buying or renting anything on Amazon as long as you click through the green button at the head of our website. That's horrormovietalk.com. And, you know, if you bookmark that, um, you know, the page that you land on after clicking that button, then anytime you 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 head to that bookmark you and buy something on Amazon, you'll be supporting the show. And it's not an insubstantial amount. Mm-hmm. It helps us out big time. Mm-hmm. Also, check out our resident artist, Dustin Goebel, a professional artist who fucks hard with that Teflon dick, Mm. and he is amazing. He also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans. Contact him at dgoebel00 on Instagram. That's D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. Um, He's also got a website, DustinGoebel.com. Probably. Probably, yeah. Um, we'll have a link on the on the post as well. So, contact him and make your artistic dreams come true. Tell him HMT sent you. I mean, he fucks hard, but he won't fuck you hard. He is married, so there's only one one special lady that that uh, gets that treatment from uh, D Goble. I don't know, man. You know, I mean, who knows? You know, for money, money is a funny thing. <laughs> You know, so I mean, I'm not. I'm Dustin is not a cheap man when it comes to actually fucking. I'm sure it's he's he's very reasonable in his art, but fucking with that Teflon dick though, that's some spendy spendy stuff. Uh, That Teflon dick though. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's get into spoilers. Spoilers. Okay. Yeah. This might be a short episode. There's not really a lot to talk about with Wrong Turn, but we'll... I always say that, but then we talk for at length because sometimes these simple movies are more confusing. I... They require more discussion. This is so straightforward. It's... Yeah. It's unbelievable. I... It's and it's part of why I don't hate it. Yeah, it's just it doesn't try to get crazy with anything. Uh-huh. It doesn't confuse you or anything like that. It's just it is what it is, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. It and that's this. It almost like was there kind of a resurgence in slashers in the there was kind of a there was a lull with slashers and then Scream came out and kind of revived. The genre. Am I thinking of that correctly, or has slashers just been a through line since the yeah, very beginning? Yeah, slashers. I mean, they really started taking off. I have a blog about this: how slashers killed the horror industry um, in the '90s and aughts, and uh, and that's my firm opinion. Is you know, slashers gained m- monumental acclaim and really brought it home in the box office in the 80s and to the extent that you know every big slasher genre and even a lot of the small ones have four or five at least um 
uh, iterations, mm-hmm. uh, sequels. This this one has like three or four. I think I sequels. saw five. Yeah. Uh, so. And it's such an innocuous film. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, um, whatever. What was it? Dream Master, Dream Wisher, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Uh, you, you got that. You got um, Wrong Turn. You got um, Jeepers Creepers. You got the screams that went into four. And then you got, you know, obviously the big four or five. You got Child's Play, Nightmare, um Camp Crystal Lake, I can't think of uh, Friday the 13th and, mm-hmm. you know, Hell, Hellraiser. So all these all these movies that, you know, that didn't really need to be made. You know, you don't need 12 Nightmare on Elm Streets or whatever it is. Yeah. And, uh, and it just fucked out the horror industry because it was like, the way you do it <laughs> is you make Sleepaway Camp 5. And it's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so there are better movies and shows about inbred hillbillies that want to kill you. Um, and some are even mentioned in this movie. I don't think you can really beat deliverance. Like it's, it's, I mean, it's not a horror movie, but it is a horror movie. Oh yeah. If you're, yeah. if you're a man like that is a horror movie and, uh, feel so much more real and so much more gritty Yeah, and still stands the test of time super super interesting the other ones that that come to mind are the x-files episode home which is like the the one standout episode that people like point to is like that is when they went too far that's (laughs) right the one with the barn and the the house that had the the people the the inbred lady living under the bed Uh uh-huh yeah yeah, it was like these this family of inbred brothers, and they go out and they kill some people. I can't remember the motivations, but um, yeah, that whole episode is really disturbing and uh, really good. Um, and then, of course, already mentioned Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, that's like, yeah, I don't think specifically they say they're inbred, but I mean... Oh, they're fucking, yeah, and and that's part of that's part of what makes Texas Chainsaw work so well. You know, is like is so much of it is just like show don't tell kind of thing, right? You know, it's like Ooh. <laughs> yeah, and here's the room where we keep our bones. <laughs> um, the other real noticeable thing to me, like it starts out pretty pretty generic, like there's some climbers that climb up and get thrown off a cliff by unseen people and you're like okay well people are gonna die in this movie apparently no no surprise here but the thing that distracted me was how cheesy the music was yeah and it was just it it, like cliche horror movie music to where it made me realize like oh wow this is so cliche that it hasn't been cliche for a long time because it's been so fucked out like it was literally like this sound was in it No, I mean even that was even that's too modern. It was like boom, whing, yeah. boom, whing. <laughs> like that that kind of the, orchestral stuff. The um pa pa terror. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I the 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 intro scene in this movie made Carrie visibly upset. My wife was watching this movie with me, and she was like, "Are you fucking joking me? What are we doing here?" And uh, and she's like, I why would your patrons do this to you? And I was like, 
because they love to see us squirm. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's real hard. Do they like this stuff? I was like, no, they like listening to us be unhappy. Yeah. It's hard to say because, you know, we love our patrons and I, don't, I really don't want to offend anyone. But if this is your favorite horror movie, like, I'm sorry. Look, look, but I'm sorry. On it's the just other end, not good. on the other end of that, it's a guilty play. It feels like guilty. It's got yes. guilty pleasure written all yeah. over it. Like, I, I can't stop talking about Deep Blue Sea. It's a <laughs> bad horror movie. Samuel L. Jackson gets bitten half by a shark, and I love it. I'm like, yay! Every time. Every time. Chompa Chompa. Yeah. <laughs> chompa gets <laughs> that Chompa life. <laughs> Um, anyways, I looked up the, the composer for this cheesy, cheesy ass music. And apparently he was the same composer as, uh, for Battlefield Earth. That's your favorite movie. Which is, I've never, I've never seen it. Honestly, I, I put it up there as one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Like in terms of like Travolta major releases. Yeah. That is awful. It's just so so bad go watch some clips of john travolta and battlefield earth on youtube and just like and just tell yourself they this was a serious movie like this they really thought this was going to work out and john travolta was really thought that these were good choices you know that was riding on i believe on the on the coattails of the tremendous success (laughs) of um of starship troopers was it? I think so. I think Starship Troopers was 97, and I think Battlefield Earth was maybe like 2000. Yeah, Battlefield Earth was written by L. Ron, L. Ron Hubbard, which you might recognize from Scientology. Um, I actually read a good chunk of Battlefield Earth, the book, and it wasn't awful, the premise, but I got like... It's a huge book. It's like over a 1,000 pages, and I got about like 500 pages in, and then it's like got to the natural ending point of a book. It yeah. was like, and then they defeated the main antagonist and blew up their entire species across all left. the galaxy. And there's still like five over 500 pages left. And I'm like, oh, what? Wait, look at it possibly be and i was like it obviously wasn't good enough to to hold me after that so i i didn't read it but it is a good premise in terms of like the this is hundred hundreds of years after earth has been invaded by an alien race mm. and like human race is like well beyond anything like of, of civilization so they're either enslaved or they're living in like just like a small pocket as like ah primitive people i was right on the years on those 97 was starship troopers and then 2000 was battlefield earth okay anyways it's a terrible movie um that was that was the first circumstance where i realized like how my straight face is a little too straight because i came out of that movie with with my friend kevin and i was like well that's pretty great and like he i can't remember how he said it but he honestly thought that i liked it like disdain it, it is on there's no one that could watch that movie and like it. It's awful. <laughs> and uh, it didn't come up until like weeks later. And he's like, you like Battlefield Earth. Yeah, like, but you liked Battlefield Earth, though. And I was like, and it shook me to my core that he <laughs> actually believed me that I would have liked that movie. Anyways, uh, moving on. Um, 
Lots of uh, unseen slosh gore sounds. This was, was this PG-13? Uh, I do, I know it definitely, it definitely does not make it into the PG 13 realm. Let me, let me I feel like check. it could have made PG 13 nowadays, but maybe not back then. Uh, I don't know, man. There was a, there was a decapitation. There is a, um, let's see here. No. Yeah. R. R. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're going to make a movie like this and a slasher, that's an R like I'm old fashioned. Like go full ham. Why didn't why didn't we see some of those boobies? Yeah. Why didn't Eliza? Why didn't she pony up? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, the did she pony up in other movies? In Jay and Silent Bob or anything like that? I don't. I don't know. She wasn't in many movies. She was in uh, The Hills Have Eyes. Um, all the wrong turns. (laughs) Wrong. Wait. Oh wait. No. I'm. I'm not on Eliza Dushku. I'm on. Okay, never mind. Continue. Uh, Liza Dushku, I think her first movie was True Lies. She was the daughter in True Lies. Yes, you're correct. Uh, that's her big break. Um, anyways, the, it starts out in the in the credits, the opening credits. It shows a bunch of newspaper clippings about inbred mountain men and stuff, and it kind of ruins the ruins the movie it's like okay so you're just telling us what it is because up to that point it's unseen like you don't know anything about why these people got killed and it's like all of a sudden in they're like holding your hand so hard look at these newspaper clippings about inbred people that are violent if we just if we just show the fact that this is shot in west virginia that won't be enough (laughs) so we gotta tell them what the what's up so yeah, it's a as on the nose as that opening credit scene. The rest of the movie is on the nose. Yes, that is very true. Um, so yeah, two thousand three feels like forever ago. It's just so alarming to see like a Nokia brick phone, and it's like, oh wait, this isn't ironic. This is literally like the cutting edge technology back yeah, then. When, when did when did the iPod come out? About two thousand four, I think. Yeah, if you oh. can imagine. I'll double check. Imagine a time before the iPod. And I think the iPod came out before iTunes, didn't it? Or did oh, iTunes come out uh, before October twenty third, two thousand one. So it had just released two years ago. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah two thousand three, I that was the year I graduated from high school. I think you graduated a year or two earlier than that. Uh, it, it does, you know what? It actually feels a lot closer. I like every birthday people are like, well, do you feel 35 or whatever it is? I'm like, I just kind of feel like I'm 18 really to be honest with you. Yeah. It kind of just, it kind of, you know, blends together. Yeah. I have three children now and it still feels like, oh yeah, I just graduated. Yeah. Like at the very least, like, oh yeah, I just was just measuring after college like yeah i graduated from college a little while ago yeah even even my postgrad feels is still really far away and i'm yeah. like oh yeah it's just i just did that okay okay we got it you're, uh, i'm you're fucking... i'm very smart yeah um <laughs> so <laughs> um so the nokia brick phones and also the just the hotties in this film were very early 2000s like i i <laughs> It's a very unappreciated segment of uh, is a very unappreciated era for um, I, women's 
fashion. I think now you're not, I mean, you're not wrong, but I think there's, I think we're looking through this with, uh, with puberty colored glasses, you know, which is, which is to say like this, this, as was the style at the time when I was going through puberty. Uh And, uh, and so, yeah, I was definitely had like caught myself, my mouth, like being like watering, (laughs) (laughs) like looking at, looking at the hotties in this movie. And I, it was because of the way they dressed lots of bare midriff, um, you know, low, low pants. It was the fashion required, the women to really have like tight bodies and i like yeah I, I, I it's the same as today i mean today is like not that far off but it's just a different thing so lots we got, of hard bodies all we, over the place we got yoga pants you know we've oh we've man got, we, we've got like and that's what i'm that's where my premise is like yeah these are puberty colored glasses because yeah it was great back then but now there's fucking yoga pants yeah uh, <laughs> And they, I, they have pants that split girls' ass cheeks. <laughs> it's it's incredible. Chomp I was like, damn, nigga, what you doing out here with all this ass? Yeah, like I, uh, oh, well, I, I got to play the whole thing because it. I was like, damn, nigga, what you doing out here with all this ass? Double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. <laughs> Double cheeked up. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, but I think like the the style is more. It's like a little more subtle. Like we got the yoga pants. That's like that's what you get, and then like the top is probably a little more flowy or whatever. I guess there's still bare midriffs, but they exposed a lot of midriff back in the early in the turn of the century. So, <laughs> so like there's that. Um, so here's the Lots thing. Lots of thirst. Here's here's the unique thing. I was thinking of this phrase. The the women in this movie are very attractive, and they're wearing very skimpy clothes. Um, so much so that I honestly believe that the fashion back then with the shirts that showed the bare midriff, it's not just a short shirt. It literally looked like there were squoze into a toddler's shirt because they're like popping out are you like saying you're attracted kids bryce that's not what i'm saying <laughs> that's not what I'm... there was a lot of push-up bra stuff i, I believe on. i believe we have a recording here that says the opposite's true god damn look at those hot children <laughs> <laughs> no literally like the shirts the top like the the collar is like being strained open to where it literally looks like they're wearing like a toddler's t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Am I crazy? No, uh, I do know what you're saying. Um, yeah, the style of the time. Yeah, yeah. it was, uh, and they were all hard bodies. Yeah, one of the one of the well, bright bright shining um, features of this film. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite parts of this movie, like the script, is not smart. Like it's it's Whoa. not it's not very good, but it's attempting to try to be like a a poor man's Tarantino or Joss Whedon script of the of the turn of the century, and to where it's oh these young young kids are they're speaking like really sophisticated um, like adults that really like get the yeah 
Yeah, it's very corny dialogue that's contrived. Yeah, here's one example of that. So the... uh, this couple that was left behind, they're getting frisky, and and this is what one of the what, what the girl is saying. Drop your pants. What? When do people always show up, Evan? What are we doing? Consider an experiment in probability theory. Consider an experiment in probability theory. It's just like so, like <sighs> that's like the screenwriter that thinks like. This is great. I'm yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty hot shit putting this in here. He sends it sends it to his mom and she's like, "Wow, you know big words. Big words." It's just like trying to trying to color that script with some some interesting uh, you know, concepts. It's like, "No, it's not that interesting." Impressive. Very nice. The other one was just like just dumb stuff like the guy this is my favorite moment. <laughs> like walking along the street, and they just, the guy is like, "Hey, what? Oh, I know this one. That's a that's a dead squirrel." Because they come across like a dead animal. He's like, "Got it, dead squirrel. I know what this one is." And like it's on the tip of his tongue what that animal is called. Um, here here's the clip. Oh, hey ho! I call it uh, squirrel. Well, they said you were hungry, Kylie. I don't think it's a squirrel. It's a name. Really, how do you know? Probably ran over it. In medical school, they make you work on animal cadavers before you get to the real thing. It's a mink. You can I, tell I, it. You can tell it's a mink because of the way it is. <laughs> I, I love this though. Oh, hey ho! I call it. Oh, uh, hey ho! Squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. Oh, hey ho! I call it. Uh, what? What's that? Uh, squirrel. It's like. Oh yeah, the most common woodland creature across the entire continent. What do you call these? What 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 are those called again? Uh, mice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, oh wait. Uh, what? Is, what? Wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What is that? It's um. Ooh, what do they call them? Rabbits. Oh, hey ho. What? What is that? Uh, it's a cat. <laughs> oh, hey ho. I call it uh, squirrel. <laughs> oh, hey ho. <laughs> Yeah, it's a squirrel. No, it's not. It's a mink. So, I mean, that's what we're working with here in terms of dialogue. Um, really, it's, once it gets to them being chased I got to tell you, I like the direction that this episode is heading. <laughs> it's, your delight is always... always oh, good. hey-ho, I call it uh, squirrel. I'm fucking dead. <laughs> Oh, hey ho! <laughs> even, even the reading of that is so bad because <laughs> you know on the page it says, "Oh, hey ho!" Oh, hey ho! I got it. It's a squirrel, <laughs> and so he has to say that line, and he's not like the actor is probably like, "Fuck this! I'm not going to help this at all. I'm just going to read it off the page." Who cares? That was the brother from Six Feet Under, by mm-hmm. the way. <laughs> oh, hey ho! I call it uh, squirrel. <laughs> oh, hey ho! It's just on the tip of his tongue. He's I'm gotta, getting he's loopy. Snap I'm his getting... fingers for that. Um, 
Okay. <laughs> so they they go and uh, the they find their way to uh, you know their car. They crash. Mm-hmm. Did you even say that? I didn't say. It. Who cares? Well, <laughs> okay. So the, so it, it starts out with the protagonist. It's this medical student or doctor, I guess. Um, he's on the way to a interview, and then he takes a wrong turn <laughs> and there's like some kind of wreck and he's trying to get around it to get to this interview um on time even though he calls him and says he calls him on the phone and says like hey i'm running about 30 minutes late and then he's time trying- to time to take the back roads of west virginia to get who knows where it feels like he's on a six-hour excursion yeah if at this point it did feel that way yeah if you're if at this point you're calling to say you're probably going to be a half hour late at that point just reschedule yeah because if there's uncertainty with how long after this point it's going to take to get to a job interview yeah you're done you're done can you imagine someone coming in a half hour late like oh well interview actually we hired someone who was a half hour late to an interview well i mean if they've got a great story i guess that's worth it i guess this guy would have a great story i was attacked by inbred hillbillies in in the (laughs) backwoods of west virginia so and then you'd be like okay well that makes sense wow tell us more he's like actually it was a pretty bad movie (laughs) (laughs) so anyways he he goes and he's trying to find an alternate route and as he's driving along he looks at a dead deer on the road and then slams into the back of this Jeep where a bunch of other hotties and their boyfriends are, um, I don't know what they were doing. Why were they, st- oh, the, they had a flat tire, um, because yeah, there because... was some, some, uh, barbed wire that was strewn across the, the road. Yeah. Military grade barbed wire. Yeah. So they, I mean, that's it. There's, that's the relationship between them, the protagonist and the, the rest of the people. There's a group of friends that he runs into literally, um, and so the the inbred hillbillies. I'm also wonder what's the what's the nomenclature for for hillbillies? Is that the correct term? I mean, backwoods West Virginia redneck white trash white um, trash redneck hillbillies. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with hillbillies. I mean, they look like there's hills, right? Um, yeah, no, it was yeah, it was it was hillbilly country. After watching Ozark. I'm, Really, apparently, there's a huge designation between rednecks and, and hillbillies. Oh, really? You do not want to mistake that. Isn't Ozark the best? That's coming out. The third season is coming out at the end of this month. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's going to be great. Hey. Whoa. Hey. We discussed this. Yeah. Oh, well, that's that's just my stance. You I'm, can continue I'm, I'm to do guessing. what you want, but I mean. So the hillbillies kind of pick them off. That that one couple that. You know, is is uh, exercising the probability theory. Um, pretty quickly, gets picked off by these hillbillies. A um, lot of lot of jaw trauma in yeah. this movie. That's like the preferred method of these um, yeah. inbred freaks. Is to inbred not, freaks. You know, normally, like uh, traditionally, if you're going to cut someone's head off or strangle someone with a wire, you, you choose the neck. Yeah. Right. right. It's it's the obvious go to close off the esophagus. I mean it's got a nice little divot. It's it's a convenient marker for cutting a head off. It's not edgy enough. Yeah, so this one they're definitely go from the jaw and just kinda cut back. So several of those. Strangle someone with the jaw. And really I don't, that wouldn't so the girl they, they take this barbed wire and just like put the jaw 
or put the wire around her jaw and like just pull back to give her a, like a joker smile kind yeah. of thing. That would not kill a person. Well, I mean, you know, it's all the it's all it's all the presumed rape that takes place between that then and getting back to the house. There's not a lot of implied rape in this. I I mean, I isn't the hillbilly part enough? Well, they don't like other people though. Huh? I mean, that's kind of by definition. What? Like if they're inbred, Mm. They don't like to go from outside the family. Oh, yeah. But there was no woman hillbilly. Yeah, there's no woman left. So, yeah, how does that work out? Anyways, um, lots of they, very generic... Why can't they be gay? <laughs> how do gay hillbillies find each other? It's probably pretty easy. Like a howl or something? This feels very problematic. Oh. I'm ar- I'm already in deep water with my misgendering. Of several people, so hmm. I'm not going to comment. It would be best if you kept your mouth shut for a number of reasons. <laughs> anyway, so they, they're they stumbling along like they don't realize they're friends. The, the rest of the group don't realize that their friends have just been murdered. And they stumble all into like a remote cabin. And they're like, oh, yeah, maybe there's a phone in here. And they go in, and it's it's like straight out of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a gross house, rotten food. The like your generic hands over here, uh, dicks over there. I like that he opens the fridge, and he's supposedly a medical student, and it looks like there's a bunch of organs and shit in jars, mm-hmm. and it doesn't register at all. You'd think that someone that was studying to be a surgeon would look and be like, oh my god, that's a human intestine. Well, maybe that's why he reacted the way he did. He's so desensitized <laughs> to it um, that, you know, it's he's, he, he was able to... You know, to come at it from a place of kind of uh, neutrality. Yeah, and then he opens this box with like that looks like nothing. It looks like skin or something. I couldn't even tell what it was supposed to be. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh shit!" It's weird like, that all the same parts that stuck with you stuck with me in the exact same order. Yeah, and it's like, why are you shocked? At th- the entire fridge is full of bloody jars of. There's a ball of eyeballs back there. Yeah, <laughs> like, but what's in this box? What could possibly be in this box? goop. <laughs> oh, my God. That's human goop. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they're oh, in here. Oh, hey-ho, I know this one. It's a squirrel. <laughs> oh, hey-ho, I call it. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, hey-ho, I call it. Human goop. Um, so, yeah, then the hillbillies come uh, rocketing around the bend in their hillbilly mobile. And uh, then people are scared and they leave the cabin. And then there's lots of chasing, lots of cutting, and the cutting, and the people. Lady! Lady! Um, The other thing was, as they're leaving, the guy grabs the spring on the door to keep it from from making a sound which <laughs> all the parts that stuck with is stuck kind of is kind of cool idea i'm like it's a it's a cool idea like i get it like yeah that's what you would do and what it's, do hillbillies have squeaky spring screen doors <laughs> yeah but then it shows him struggling and i don't really understand what he's struggling with mm-hmm. yeah and then it shows, like, the spring <sighs> cutting into his hand. Blood gushing out. And it's <sighs> not like it's not like a sharpened spring. It, it literally looks like a like a trampoline spring. Yeah. Like, the larger... It's a larger gauge. 
yeah. of a trampoline spring. Right. So it would not cut your hand. I don't know. It's just like it was the it was the um, it was the compression between the springs. You know, so he grabbed uh, it. He grabbed it when the springs were taut, when it was pulled taut, and the springs were wide apart. And as he as they let the door close, oh, it was pressing. His, but uh, wouldn't it wouldn't it make the sound as it was coming apart, not as it was compressing? <laughs> I'm just a happy camper, <laughs> rocking and a rolling. <laughs> uh, thank God this movie was short. It was it was like an hour and a half, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised when I paused it at 38 minutes and noticed I was halfway through. <laughs> yeah, um, lots of like dumb horror movie slasher stuff, like people not looking where they're going and tumbling over a very loud item when they're trying to keep someone from waking up. Lots of like... Predict- Why wouldn't you watch where your feet are? Yeah. Just look, just look at your feet. Yeah. Go slow. Just go slow. Slow is the t- slow and low. That's the tempo. Uh, lots of really predictable double fake outs. Like, oh, this is going to happen. Oh, I guess it didn't happen. But it happened this way. <laughs> like, that happened several times. Um, notable, there's a Pontiac Aztec yeah. in the car graveyard. Did note it. God, it's like, out. it's like we were the same person while mm-hmm. watching this movie. I was like, carry a Pontiac Aztec and shit. <laughs> They're, uh, Breaking Bad car. Yeah. Those cars are now like in. I think they've gotten their second chance at life. I think the Pontiac should come out with the Aztec again. I think it's underappreciated because if you look at the features for an Aztec, it's like that's actually kind of cool. What? What are the features? Well, it's got like a tent in the back. Like the the back of it is very. Oh, the tent that was featured in the movie is the actual tent from the Pontiac. There's a, there's a tent that comes out of the car. Yeah, it's like a feature. Damn, that's yeah, cool. It's like made to camp with. It's got like camping gear type stuff in it that's badass yeah that's way yeah. ahead of its time and you know now it's known as the breaking bag car you can't go wrong with that shit yeah um and then this bitch this bitch carly so she's the she's the surviving you know non eliza dushku woman yeah, yeah. And she, well I, said i would want to slap that bitch so hard and this is not like misogynistic, like anyone that would be in this situation with Carla would be like, bitch, fucking shut up. Yeah. Can, uh, can you give me some echo after I, uh, after I, um, intro this? So Carrie, my wife was like, uh, look at this basic thought. She really, yeah, that is completely accurate. <laughs> she is a thought. <laughs> yeah, Carrie was not pleased with uh Because, okay, I guess I haven't mentioned why you would fall in hate with this girl. Because they're running away from psychotic hillbillies that literally, like, have axes and rusty machetes to kill them. She's and like, she's like, <laughs> I can't, I can't. Literally, that's like the dialogue is, I can't. It's pre-I can't even. (laughs) This is like way ahead of its time. This is the basic thought of, I just can't even. I I mean, she would be such an, that would be such an easy decision for me to make if she was behaving that way in this situation. Be like, 
All right. All right. Bye. You're you're just uh, you're not terribly important to me. You're not terribly important to me. <laughs> you're just not terribly important to me. Um, so it's it's two couples. It's like the protagonist guy and Elisa Dushku, and then the the um the other guy. Yeah, uh, Scott. Uh, yeah, Desmond. Uh, Tutu. No. Um, Harambe. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, he's he's like just whatever. Who cares about these characters? But but they're going down a hill, and he gets arrowed <laughs> right in the back. Um, he gets he gets shot by the hillbillies, by when he's trying to distract them. I just that was the immediate sound effect that I thought of. Arrowed. <laughs> Ow, my skin. <laughs> Do you know what that's from? Yeah, it's from uh, Strong Bad. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, Teen Girl Squad. Yeah, Teen Girl I thought that was Teen Girl Squad 1. <laughs> okay. Arrowed! Okay. Um, yeah, so that happens. <laughs> then they find this fire tower. Yeah. What, do, what do you call it? Is it yeah, a fire, fire tower. tower. Yeah, watchtower. And they, they go up into it. And like the things that you totally expect to happen will happen. They find a they find a radio. They call out and uh, see the hillbillies down at the bottom with torches, and they're like, "Uh oh, gotta be quiet." And they're like, "Okay, well, what's gonna happen?" The radio chirps on at the wrong moment, yeah. and they turn back. Oops. Oops! Oh boy! And then what happens? They uh, and then, then the, the hillbillies, hillbillies climb up and they like clamber. They're already armed with torches. Yeah, <laughs> pre-armed. We with see torches. we see the torches, and so they start climbing up this watchtower. And this is the other moment that like pulled me out of it. They're like clambering, clamoring to like, what can we put on this trap door that we you have to climb into? They're like shoving over like heavy desks and stuff. I'm like, sit your butt on it. Dummy. Just stand on it. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine how much leverage it would take to just move a full-grown man standing on a... Well, I don't want him to touch my butt, like, through one of the knot holes or Not something. Not even a butt. Just stand, just stand on it. Uh, just yeah. Just stand upright I mean, on the trap door. And there's no way anyone could push it from below. The thing about, the thing about that is... Uh, yeah, oh, wow, I I got nothing. Yeah, no, you're right. Just you're just of, dead on right. Lots of little dumb things. And then, of course, the hillbillies set fire to the to the watchtower, and then they decide that, well, instead of burning to death, let's jump out the window into these trees. And then <clears throat> ensues a ten-minute-long Ewok village fucking tree battle. Yeah, I guess forests are just giant tree forts. Yeah, it's They're just all a... connected by giant branches that just interweave with each other at every... I mean, you worked in the forestry service. That's how it is, right? That's how it is. You don't... There are... There were days where I didn't touch the ground. <laughs> just hopping from tree to tree. You know that's an actual sport? That is an actual sport. Is, really? Um, yeah, is moving... Is is tra- traversing the woods uh, without touching the ground? The floor's lava. Really? Yes, it's a real sport, and people people are good at it. People can go like hundreds of miles doing that kind of stuff. Huh? Well, yeah, here I, I was making fun of it. I didn't think that would be realistic, but it's you can. not realistic in this sense at all. Well, yeah, I mean they're like walking on logs. Like these branches are all like the size of a 
small tree trunk. Right. And uh, like a small, like mature Doug fir yeah. tree trunk. Anyway, so they, this was like a huge missed opportunity <laughs> for me. Because I was like, they jump out the window. The guy like kind of falls down a couple branches and then lands on this giant branch. And then the thing that I expected to happen and would have been satisfying if you saw it was Carla, th- that basic, mm-hmm. the basic, basic bitch, bitch thought. <laughs> um, she goes to jump out the window reluctantly. And I, the best thing they could have done was just have her ricochet off a bunch of branches and then fall to her death to the ground, which would have been like the best. That would have been great. Like, oh yeah, this is this this will work. And then nope, you thump. can fall to your death. Thump thump thump. Yeah, no, uh, It'd be a thought thump. No, but she uh, she did get it in a pretty satisfying way towards the end of the tree battle. Yeah, more jaw trauma. She got her head got cut off at the jaw. Yeah, she she was like, <gasps> and as her mouth opened to go, <gasps> the guy you know swung an axe and uh, chopped the top part of her head off through her mouth. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, what else we got? Apparently, yeah, Forrester Giant Treehouse has covered that. Also, <laughs> the hillbillies don't talk through any of this movie. They're, uh, they're literal just monsters uh, making gushy sounds, making like inbred sounds. <laughs> is it okay to say the word mongoloid? Is that uh, is that uh, troubling? Mm, well, now I just have to cancel you. Mm. Well, it was a good run. <laughs> Um, I like this note you have here. You want to read that note? The the caps. Fire. <laughs> uh, before we get to that, um, they don't kill... So they capture Eliza Dushku's character. And everyone else up to this point, they kill immediately. Immediately. Regardless of attractiveness. Yeah. Which there's plenty of. And they take her and take her back to the house because reasons mm-hmm. like you're not i mean i guess that's the closest they get to implying rape i mean i guess i'm a pretty sick guy but really they just have her tied down and they're threatening to kill her so it's like well he caresses her face about the face it's very much plot armor so yeah. mm-hmm. and then touch, um her, the hero comes crashes through the the side of the cabin with a big truck and uh, fights ensue, and and then he he sets fire to the cabin, and then uh, this is the caps, all caps note: fire bad, fire bad, because literally it it looks like a complete rip off of Frankenstein when, the, when this one guy catches yeah. on fire. Fire bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part that really took me out. So there's a part where the cop, there's like a cop that comes up to him. What happened to the cop? He gets arrowed. <laughs> That's very satisfying. And he follows, he falls to the ground and the protagonist, I, uh, I can't be bothered to remember the names of the actors or these characters. Yeah. Okay. The protagonist guy, uh. he crawls underneath the SUV to hide from the, from the hillbilly um arrow guy and he's within like a dick width of a gun like he's sitting right there he looks at the gun 
And he's like, hmm, it's not worth it. Well, you know. <laughs> he doesn't grab the gun. It depends. What, what was then, it a norm? Was it my dick with? Dick with? <laughs> Or was it Dustin Goebel's dick with? It's it's my dick with. So, so very close. Um, <laughs> he's he. Okay, so the hillbilly kills the guy, takes the keys mm-hmm. from the ground, yeah. So the guy can't drive off with the car, but notably leaves after that. So no, he takes that car. He takes. Oh, the he takes car. the car. Yeah, he, yeah. He, takes the police officer's car back to their compound either way the guy is left there with a dead cop's body with a gun holstered our protagonist instead of grabbing the gun before the hillbilly takes off in the cop's car he grabs the undercarriage of the car uh the way sideshow bob did oh is that what happened i thought he i thought he drove off and then came up later okay so that makes a little more sense but literally like just take the fucking gun just take the gun yeah it was it was a missed opportunity but it was i think it was supposed to provide us with this feeling of like "Eh, why not i don't know know how much of this movie was actually uh intentional and so the hillbillies are set their place is set fire there's a big like dumb 90s level explosion this is so nostalgic it's so cookie cutter it's so turn of the century (laughs) like and like everyone that like i said everyone that you assume is going to survive mainly eliza dushku and protagonist man desmond something or other desmond tutu they survive and everyone else dies because because that's how horror movies yeah it works and they drive off the end. Who? Final recommendations. Who cares about this movie? <laughs> um, you know, this is this is just um, this is nostalgia fodder. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely like uh, nostalgia. If you're like, if it's on Netflix or something, like, don't don't pay to rent it. No, it's not worth uh-uh. that. It's not worth three bucks. No, but uh, it is what it is. <laughs> I don't think we've ever ended a review with just, it is which is like is. A, a resigned, it is what it is. Oh, hey ho, I call it uh, <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> All right, let's move on to taglines. Taglines is a bit where we come up with alternate taglines for the movie we're reviewing um, that we think are more suited to, more suited than the original tagline. Whatever. Um, I'll go first. Okay. Wrong turn. Looks like their jaws took a wrong turn. (laughs) Wrong turn. From, excuse me, from Frosted Tips to Elijah Dush to Eliza Dushku. This is the most 2003 movie you will ever see. (laughs) Wrong turn. Looks like their jeans took a wrong turn. (laughs) Uh, wait, what? 
Oh, they're genes. Yeah. G-E-N-E-S. Yeah. Oh, okay. I get it. Wrong turn. It's as if Cable made a movie for itself. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Like Cable Uh, rose up. I love that. That's a great, I love that tagline. Uh, Wrong turn. Eliza Dushku gave me a dong turn. (laughs) Shut up. A dong turn. My dong turned up. (laughs) (laughs) Ping. Um, Okay, wrong turn. Make one wrong turn, and you might have to watch this movie. Wrong turn. Looks like these hillbillies had a long burn. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Wrong Wrong turn. Oh man! So I can't. Before we go on to horror movie news with Ben Warrington, Warrington, which by the way is one of the best horror movie news as I've ever heard, maybe the best. Ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to address the new sticker that I see. Oh yeah, it's right there. It's it's uh, it's Nick Cage uh, with an alpaca saying, "What does it say? Careful for the boob." Um, here I'll, I'll give it to you. Oh, you don't have to. Bryce, gonna give it to you. Gonna get what? There, I got it. I got it. Tell us, tell us a little bit about it. Oh, you know, whenever Sticker Mule comes up with a deal, I, I'm, it's like I'm a fiend for stickers. I'm actually, uh, there is a purpose. The horror movie, uh, sorry, Portland Horror Movie Fest, Film Festival is coming up this summer and uh i know from looking that you can just give them stuff to stuff their swag bag with and they require at least 120 items so kind of building up a war chest but yeah describe this uh this sticker to people okay this this is a pretty brilliant sticker i gotta say um as i said so uh, if you head on over to our website horrormovietalk.com and then click on the episodes uh link in the banner in the link banner you will see probably in the most uh, i think it was a january Within episode the last, like eight weeks or something yeah scroll down a little bit to our color out of space uh episode and you will see the uh, the artwork that dustin gobel fucking killed on this movie which is a <laughs> it's a picture of jack um i'm sorry nick, nick, cage, nick cage with an arm around a hugging alpaca. hugging a mutant zombie alpaca um with that has drool coming out of its mouth but what makes it truly unique is that the alpaca is saying horror movie talk podcast is out of this world and and nick cage says in a little um, speech bubble, gentle with the boob, which is something he said in Color Out of Space. Yeah. Got to be gentle with the boobs. Got to be. Be- <laughs> <laughs> but and then to top it all which off. Which are words to live by, by the way. To top it all off. Yeah, for sure. Um, to top it all off. This is a holographic um sticker rainbow sticker right so we have a we actually have a a tremendous amount of stickers considering 
the uh, the uses we have for stickers yeah. we should probably find some way to get to get these to fans somehow get in contests or something like that none of these stickers are for sale yet these are collectors items but our favorite people have gotten their hands on some of these stickers so um i mean uh, if you're interested maybe maybe we can connect or whatever but these are really um you know to uh graffiti around wherever we are yeah just put up stickers someplace i mean we give them to other people and who knows what they do with them but sometimes i see them cropping up in portland yeah in places um but yeah this is a pretty good one i I really like the holographic stickers i almost wish i would have done the the skull too but um it's pretty cool david was making fun of me for my sticker like fiendness and so it's impressive bryce's commitment to stickers is is um it's much higher than most people's commitment to yeah. stickers. It's just really cool. It is cool. It's, it's I will. Anyway, so yeah, I want to. Not that I want to talk a lot about this, but so that sticker in particular. If you look at the the artwork for Color Out of Space, you'll notice that um, Nick Cage's and the alpacas' heads get cut off. So it would have been great if they didn't, because it would have been perfect just alone for the sticker. But I had to figure out a solution. <laughs> it works well <laughs> on how to like cover the tops of their heads so it's not like yeah a weird line on it so i put a bubble over it and then i had to fill in like a little triangle on each and you can't tell i was very i was very pleased that my my photoshop uh my fake photoshop skills were good enough that um, yeah you, i can't, can't tell see them i can't a, tell at all i can't even little centimeters worth of design anyways um we should definitely send one of these to to dustin though I'm going to put this on the back of my truck. Uh, it's $5. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Um, Anyways, yeah. oh, so let's... Uh, yeah, a lot of talk about stickers. Who cares about stickers? Let's get into horror movie talk. Or horror movie... Fuck. Horror movie news. <laughs> this just So we got a um, Ben Warrington on the phone, calling from jolly old England, and we, uh, he is our, our uh, resident horror movie news expert. So, uh, Ben, what do you got for us? I mean, I've never been called an expert in anything apart from sort of sexual disappointment. But yeah, that, I'll take that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is a really weird, weird way to phrase it, too. I mean, that, if like... Your girlfriend just said, you are an expert at sexual disappointment. That's That would really underline it. That'd drive be, the point home yeah. too hard. A, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not driving the point home. That's the issue. Uh, <laughs> not anyhow, hard enough. Uh, not in her end, though. <laughs> <laughs> so in the news this week, obviously, off the back end of um, The Invisible Man, uh, Universal have... Uh, began work on a a series of horror movies that they're going to be uh, showing in the considerable future. You know, it happened with The Mummy, which um, completely was a massive eye roll for everybody that watched it. But now that we know that the next one will be directed by James Wan, uh, which is so exciting. Um, they don't know what it's going to be yet, but Jason Blum has hinted that it will be Frankenstein. So huh. we don't know what it is exactly, but James Wan is at the helm. So, so I thought yeah. I thought they had abandoned the universal monster universe um, after The Mummy. But yeah, I've, I've heard that 
like Jason Blum and even um, Lee Winnell, the director of The Invisible Man, were kind of making um, innuendo towards yeah, we're there's going to be there might be something happening with a <laughs> with a movie universe yeah. kind of thing still. So that'll be. I mean, if they trust Blumhouse to do it, maybe it'll happen because they've have a certain level of quality yeah um coming out so yeah that that might be interesting but i i remember like they did was it i frankenstein or there was some frankenstein movie that came yeah, out and it was I, I gonna re- loop into the this universal horror universe and it just after tom cruise's the mummy kind of failed there's like all right never mind no one cares I think I think it's just the the success of the Invisible Man has just proven that that you don't need massive fifty million dollar uh, set pieces. You don't need massive A list actors going in and and turning this film into something it's not. It's it's more about the identity, which is what the Invisible Man had. You know, it was was it seven million, six million uh, US dollars that it took to make. Yeah, um, and they made it. They made forty million in the first weekend it was like it's i think it's really yeah i think it's really important to focus on the concept have a strong concept and don't don't go off the rails on this van helsing silliness bullshit where it's all modernized and i frank it like oh man so uh, i was uh, as we're talking about this um i remember i just read an article yesterday um, of someone that got their hands on the original, the Invisible Man script that was supposed to be in the the, the Universal, the, the universal Monster, Monster universe. universe that got abandoned. So the script, and they, they went like, they described what was in it, and it would have been awful. It yeah. would, would have been just terrible, because it was, the script was written by the, the writer of um, Man of Steel, Oof. And I guess he's also he's also a writer on on some really good movies. So he did Batman Begins and mm. I think maybe The Dark Knight. Mm. Um, but he's on a bunch of superhero movies. And the treatment for The Invisible Man was going to be cookie cutter MCU level superhero movie. Wow. <laughs> it was like daddy problems. There's like learning about his powers and like oh, all this all, like a like, bright band sort of thing. Yeah, like voiceover stuff. It, it sounded like it would have been a hot, hot dumpster fire. So I'm glad that Lee Winnell got to do something original and put like a really unique twist on it. Oh yes, yes, definitely. Uh, speaking of which, it, the the second part of uh, of the news I've got is Sam Raimi has now been put at the helm to direct the second Doctor Strange film, uh, which will be coming out in 2021. So, oh, wow. um, that's that's interesting as well. Uh, do you guys like Sam Raimi's work, or are you? Because uh, I know there's 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 a lot of top and bottom um, opinions on him. Yeah, I mean Sam Raimi's. Great. I mean, he's a very competent director, definitely in the horror genre. He's he's got chops. I mean, I really loved mm. his Spider-Man movies. Yeah, like they they don't. Oh, me too. Yeah. Like, I mean, they really are the ones that set off the possibility of right. You know, superhero movies being really big again. And I love the the parts in in uh, like Spider-Man Two with with Doc Ock, where it really feels like a horror movie. <laughs> 
when he's in like the operation room and uh i don't know if you if you can remember that that scene but drag, there's, there's drag lots of... me to hell is is one of my favorite revisitings of of uh uh what, what do you call it what's um uh, uh practical effects yeah like i'm so glad you said that because bringing... i've been thinking of that for for i rewatched drag me to hell so recently and it, it, it I thought it would age really badly and everything would look shoddy, but the just it made me want to throw up. Just like after the film, yes. I wanted to go shower. I needed to go and take some fresh air outside and like sort of meditate and remember that buttons aren't going to pop out of my coat and go down my throat. And there's not, <laughs> it, it was yeah. it was disgusting, visceral and disturbing. It was fantastic. I loved it. I remember we did a, a horror movie or porno game and. Definitely used a clip from Drag Me to Hell, the one where the old lady is is uh, gumming her her face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean Sam Raimi has <laughs> Sam Raimi is yeah he's, he's cemented good. in horror movie the on, classic history. The only thing I'd worry mm. about is like how much um, how much restraint MC, like uh, Disney is putting on, an on MCU, him. Yeah, exactly, but yeah. I mean you, you've seen what he can do with the Spider Man movies and and. He, you can expect little touches and it feels like they're trying to make the next doctor strange um a little more of a genre movie than than just superhero so it, they've they've been talking about that it's going to be scary for a long time so it'll be interesting to mm. see how it how it ends up yeah definitely i'm excited for it so yeah that's that's uh, it's sometime in 2021 we don't know when that's being released yet but uh one for the summer of this year We've got the name of the new Train to Busan sequel, um, which is called Peninsula. That comes out in summer of 2020. Uh, do you, have you guys fans of, of Train to Busan? Have you seen it? I've heard lots of good things. I haven't watched it yet, though. Yeah, it's one that keeps coming up. I mean, it's one that everybody seems to seems to uh, talk about as being like a staple great recent horror movie. But I, I haven't watched it. Have, have you seen it? No. Mm, I've I've seen it. I think it's it's potentially one of the the top three um, zombie films. The, the zombie genre is so hit and miss. You can get some, you know, lot of the Living Dead shit, which is, you know, they're coming to get you, Barbara, and it's it stays with you for, for. And then you get some, you know, like the Zack Schneider Dawn of the Dead remake, or the you know these Diary of the Deads, or whatever it is. These mm-hmm. sort of spin offs, and you just sort of it's it's sort of vomit inducing and you just you want something fresh and new and train to be was this it was this sort of enclosed environment um i do have to mention that it is asian as well it's south korean i believe uh, so if you, you, the the subtitles is something that people have got to uh, get a hold of yeah we're ugly americans over here so we don't we don't watch foreign horror movies <laughs> no in the uk we're exactly the same as well um <laughs> it's, it's quite hilarious how um <laughs> We're, the the a common joke that I say to people that aren't from England to understand what England is like as a place, we we tell each other off for not being cultured enough. But then when we go to somewhere like Spain on holiday, we'll point at a picture of egg and egg and fries and go, "This, I want this." <laughs> the whole point is, <laughs> hang on a minute, it's so intolerable of everybody else's culture, but you can't even say any, you know, wherever they want uh, an English person wants a Sunday roast or they want um, all that. So yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's fun. Ghouls. Um, 
We've got a new, we've got a new bit of news about the new Mutants film as well. Very uh, superhero based the news feed today, um, but the the new Mutants has been given a PG thirteen rating um, and an official release date of tenth of April twenty twenty. I can't, I can't um, believe they're going PG thirteen. So yeah, the year of twenty twenty is the dumping grounds for all the movies. <laughs> the, the early part of twenty twenty is the dumping grounds for all these movies that have been put off for like over a year uh yeah the new mutants is wasn't it supposed to come out in like 2018 yeah, yeah. It, it's been it's been hindered so many times i just want to ask you guys this as well because obviously we've got we've got completely different classification systems um we have the bbfc which is the british born of film classifications which um gives it a certificate of 12 15 or 18 huh. whereas yours is i think it's pg 13 and then it's r-rated isn't it and uh-huh. The 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 gap is so massive from PG thirteen to to R rated. You know, you have to be pretty pretty gnarly to get an R rating now in America. Is that is that true? Yeah, or? I mean, it's kind of weird because I think PG thirteen is so desirable that yeah. they really want to get the biggest audience with PG thirteen, and it basically, mm. I mean, at this point, it's almost unrecognizable sometimes where where the line is because. There's some PG-13 movies that are really disturbing and deal with like some some deep stuff, but they only get one fuck. Yeah. That's that's pretty much <laughs> what like the the major thing is they they don't show as much uh boobies um and they get one fuck. <laughs> they might get they might get like one tit. Yeah. The, like Titanic was PG-13 and, and you got to see, you know, some boobies there. There's no yeah, you don't get gratuitous violence in PG-13. No, you do. I mean, you don't get gore, but right. you get lots of violence. Right. Violence, yeah, I should well, that's the gratuitous part. Is like there's yeah. plenty of violence. Yeah, I hate you, I hate John. I, I know what you mean by gratuitous. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, yeah, 12, 15, 18 sounds like it would make more sense, but we're not we're not into making sense in our in our ratings. Whenever I hear <laughs> stories about the ratings board, it feels so anachronistic and and like backwards. It's just like uh, we just didn't get we just didn't get a real good, real good feeling about it. There's there's not even like really <laughs> secure metrics for what they're going off of. Um, yeah, yeah. Oz is Oz is very sort of militant. Everything is is to the book. There's a a massive board of people. Everything gets uh, noted down. Every single piece of violence gets noted down, and it's put on their website for parents to read and so on. Mm. Um, but it, you know, uh, I think the only rules in the the UK are there can't be anything that depicts violence um, against animal. Oh no, no, any harm against animals will be banned, um, and any sort of um, violence without reason if that makes sense so sort of uh, we had some issues with serbian film we had some issues with human centipede 2 um we couldn't see an unrated version of that in the uk because it just got uh, completely obliterated by bbfc so huh. i feel like this conversation is going really boring i'm sorry about that guys. no no it's interesting, <laughs> no, it's interesting to me i, I gotta tell yeah. you i'm so f- i'm so fucking done with what they're w- w- the the monstrosity that it sounds like they've turned the m- new mutants into like it, <laughs> yeah, it came 100%. It, it came in with some pro it sounded like it had some promise but now it's just ugh. yeah and we've got yeah. the, the hunt coming out this next week and that's that was put off for a while i don't know if you guys are getting that over there um yeah see we well we don't like to uh, take opinions on politics in the uk so uh, <laughs> 
big lie. You might have heard of a thing called Brexit, and that's literally <laughs> been people have been tattooing that on their faces. Um, yeah, I mean, the hunt is in my list. Actually, we'll, we'll go to that bit now. The hunt is sure. I think there was, there was a, uh, a shooting, wasn't there? Sadly, uh, during the time of the release, and they thought that it would be a bad idea to sort of bring that film out. Um, but that, and that's unfortunate. But I mean, I love the concept. I love the trailer. I don't have you guys seen the trailer? Yeah, they came out with a new trailer recently. Um, it's a little more on the nose than the original trailer was. I think the original trailer was better than what they're showing now. Yeah, it kind of mm. it's kind of come real suddenly. Like I've only heard about it in the last two weeks or so, and that was from a trailer in the theater. I don't know how much they're advertising it outside of the theaters, but mm. yeah. I like the satire. I like the idea. I like the concept. Um, I think it's got quite a good cast as well. I'm just, I'm, I, and I like the fact that it, it's this sort of uh, poking fun at the left and right in extremes, and it's saying, you know, none of you are perfect. You're all, you're all the same sort of monster. And I like it. I'm excited for it. But we'll, uh, we'll have to see how it goes ne- next week. I think yours is released next week, isn't it? And ours will be at the end of March. So. Yeah. Look out for the hunt. Um, new trailer, Candyman, June 2020, produced by Jordan Peele. Have we seen the trailer? Yeah, it looked real good. Yeah, Keith, our resident blogger, is actually working on a blog comparing the original to the um, the new one. Uh, he says he's going to be done this month. Um, so... Or or thereabouts, but uh, he's he's got some artwork for it up on our subreddit. That's r slash horror movie talk. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. So uh, and he's actually got some very impressive artistic chops. Keith does. So um, looking forward to that. But yeah, what do you uh, what do you got for uh, for Candyman? Um, I mean, I love the original. I think it's great. I think the the Tony Todd, um, the hook and the bees and everything. I thought the first, the, I didn't like the sequels very much, but the the original was very good. This seems more like a sort of a. Uh, it reminds me of the Fly or something. That there's like a a transformation going on um, with the main character because you don't really see Tony Todd in the actual trailer, do? You? So it's a. I'm I'm excited. I'm down for it because it's it's Candyman and it's Jordan Peele. But I, I just I think they're going to be taking a new angle on it, and I'm I'm unsure what I feel about it. Yeah, it does feel like there's a a new angle on. I think he's I think he's uh, yeah. I think just like you said, I think it's the basically the fly. He's transforming into into the Candyman. Um, it looks really interesting and fun. Mm, yeah. So that's the release of, of of June 2020. Bryce, have you got anything to add? Um, no, I think, I think that I'm, I'm really looking forward to a couple releases this month and next month. So, um, Quiet Place 2 comes out in a couple weeks, um, and next month has Antebellum, and I think that looks really good. Yeah, and, um, when's that, when's the Green Knight coming out? That's not going to be for a while. Oh, is that Um, a summer release? Yeah, I think that's a summer release. uh, that's A24 again, so St. Maud will be, uh, that will be released first, and then the Green Knight will be released after. Um, 
I, I don't. I, yeah, I've, I've not come across. I've I've seen a trailer for the Green Knight, but I have no idea what it is or, or what it's about. Or yeah, I gotta I go. Know, is it a, is it a comic or? It's um, it's a Arthurian tale. It's uh from I think the origin is in Wales, like a Welsh Arthurian tale. Um, it's just mm. uh, Sir Gawain goes against the Green Knight. And I think the the main story. I mean, it's not really a spoiler since it's been around for thousands of years, but um, <laughs> it's he gets challenged by this Green Knight and says that says like. You get one swing, and uh, like I'll I'll take whatever I'll be defenseless. I won't attack. You get one swing, and then a year from now I get one swing, and so Gwen takes one swing and decapitates him Damn. completely, and then a year Joyous. later, Jesus, uh, and then a year later the Green Knight comes back, and so that's like. <laughs> Uh oh! And in this one, uh, Gawain is played by Dev Patel, the uh, the star of Slumdog Millionaire and Lion. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, I've, uh, he's a, he's an he's an English proud uh, actor. He, I watched him uh, through uh, some of the old uh, British TV shows that then went to America and got ripped off, um, as always. Did did you <laughs> did you get to see Did you get to see Lion Ben? Yes, Lime was Lime was fantastic. Lime was it was really really good, and, and he is such a such a good actor. Did yeah. did yeah. you did, were you bawling throughout the whole thing, or were you stoic? I think if you have a human heart welded into into your chest somewhere, then you have to cry at some point in that oh, film. It's, it's yeah. too that it, one. It, yeah, that one. Like me and my wife watched it, and both of us have siblings that are uh, adopted. And, uh, and there, it wasn't even like a scene. It wasn't like a moment. It was a whole like stretch, 15 to 20 minute stretch of just openly weeping. Yeah. Just both of us. I was exhausted after watching that movie for a couple days. I'm with you, John. Yeah. Yeah. it, It was just like, I could not, I could not handle how how sad that made me for for so long just because i mean that was a great movie if if you're going to see lion uh or i should say if you want to see a sad movie you should see lion from 2016 yeah uplifting too i mean it's not even yeah no it it's, ends well yeah, yeah there's positive there's positives in there as well, but it's not like do you know when you're crying in that film it's not like a quick tear that you can wipe from under your eye you know yeah. like a molly and me where you can just sort of are you crying no i'm not crying what are you talking about um but are you crying like, <laughs> <laughs> you just can't even respond you're, like, you're been gargling sandpaper for 10 minutes before <laughs> ah, ah, feels like, yeah you just want to grab everything that you've got any sort of remote connection to and hold it dearly <laughs> yep. like yeah it's it's not nice yeah that sounds about um, right <laughs> but that, that's lying uh, <laughs> so the other bit of news i've got for you is we've got a third collector film coming out this year as well um that's going to be called the collected um did you guys have watched the collector no i don't think i did is that like the the, the uh, thing so that i'm thinking about was a long time ago is that the bone collector or is that, that something else? The, the Bone Collector was a film, Angelina Jolie and I think it's Morgan Freeman or Sam Jackson. Yeah, one of them. it was, uh, I think it was Ashley Judd and, and uh, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> and then, but I think The Bone Collector was a sequel to 
all the pretty girls or something like that. Okay, but so it's not that. That's not the collector movie you're talking no, about. No, no, pretty pretty much the collector was a film from I think it was two thousand eight. It was it was the back end of the the torture porn um, craze. Okay. So let me just have a quick look now. So it, the, the first collector came out in two thousand nine, um, and it was directed by uh, Dunst, uh, Marcus Dunstan, um, who you probably have heard of in terms of he wrote scary stories to tell, uh, to tell in the dark. Um, Feast was another one that he wrote in 2005. Was good, a good horror movie. Um, so they came up with this. It was he. He's also wrote uh, a lot of the Saw movies as well. I think he wrote five, six, seven, 3D, huh. uh, four. Yeah. So he, he's 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 a he's a good writer. Um, came onto that. This was actually meant to be a prequel to to Saw. Um, but it but Lionsgate weren't. They said it was it wasn't good enough, and it would have been a it would have been better to set up a new franchise rather than do mm. that. This franchise didn't take off, but the film was good. Um, the, the film was based around a guy called Arkin who um, is going into a house to to steal some jewellery that he knows is, is worth a lot of money. However, he's not the first person to go into that house. The first person is the collector who has set up booby traps all over the house and is torturing the family. Uh, uh, so, Can you say booby then, again? <laughs> this is a very booby heavy episode I've noticed was, I think Bryce has said it a couple of times yeah. I, think, I giggled as well when he said booby I just like the way I just like the way Ben says booby booby booby, booby. Mm. we call them machines in the UK what? <laughs> machines? get your machines out yeah that's it no I'm joking it's okay wait <laughs> we can have a, we... I don't understand the joke though wait, is that real? do they really call them machines? Oh my God! What is it with you Americans and li- literal comedy? Yeah, oh, okay. All right. I'm joking. No, no, I'm joking. I'm, jo- I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm down. Sentence. I'm with it. I'm hip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, the UK has a nickname for everything, and it will be the most. So, cigarette can be anything from tab to uh, parsnip. You know, if you said to your friend you want to go outside for a parsnip, they would know exactly what you were talking about. Wow. Um, yeah, boobs is a, is a, again is, is huge. It's boobs, boobies, tits, titties, tig old biddies, uh, machines. Oh, it goes machines. <laughs> I'm I'm enamored. <laughs> machines. I can't even. All the other ones make sense to me. Just machines. I'm like, what? <laughs> Jugs, I think, is is a quite a British one, but uh, <laughs> we're gonna have to make a, a, a synonym list of of UK. Um, words for tits but yeah uh, so <laughs> yeah that's your next assignment this episode yes. is turning out great I, I love this is the best horror movie news yet yeah. uh, this, this has been we've gone some dark and dangerous places haven't we um but i appreciate that john you know it's, it's feedback is good <clears throat> so um, um you got anything else the, for us uh ben i've i've got i've got one more thing for you and this is this is just something that i want every horror movie fans put on their radar uh, it's a film that's that's touring at the minute and it's doing some uh, festival releases over in the uk it's called butt boy that's b-u-t-t mm, okay and it is a film about a i man think i've seen obsessed. this movie on pornhub before but <laughs> go, go on um <laughs> it's a film about a man that enjoys putting things up his bottom and um, who doesn't really why do they keep giving them when are they yeah. going to start paying me royalties? You know, 
<laughs> I know it's, <laughs> it's um, it, it, you know it sounds like a hilarious concept, but but from all the trailers, from um, from all the correspondence I've seen coming out of these festivals, everyone is loving it, and apparently it's quite serious and um, <laughs> it can be quite emotional. Which okay. is, <laughs> I just like putting things in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> and, but but it, I think it, they're going on this trope of, of of people doing extraordinary things there's a film called swallow as well which is about a woman who was obsessed with swallowing things um no no jokes there um but she the, the, it's just this sort of new theme about people sort of self-mutilating and people finding it entertaining but but look out for butt boy this is have a look at the trailer um, in terms of trailers this, for, for this news feed, definitely go and check out Candyman. Definitely go check out The Hunt. Uh, definitely go check out Butt Boy. And just like I did for my last uh, news feed, um, I'm going to make a, a, a Ben's recommendation for, for a film for everyone to watch. Oh, right on. Um, so last time we did uh, feedback. I don't know if anyone watched it. It had Richard Brake in it. It was uh, it was a sort of political satirey sort of uh, slashery, rapey, weird um, horror movie, which but I loved it. Um, this week I'm going for a film called The Dare, which also has Richard Brake in it, um, who was in Feedback thirty what uh, yeah thirty one uh, three from Hell. He's like Rob Zombie's go to. Um, Go to oh, guy. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so this film's called The Dare. It's a UK uh, indie film. Um, that, that's what I'm going to try and do on these recommendations. To give you a little bit of, of something that you probably won't have heard of. Um, a, a guy uh, has is, is, is with his family. Has a lovely night. Uh, he goes. He, he gets drugged and wakes up in a in a barn with four of the people chained up. Um, and there is this seriously jacked serial killer in this it's like this guy has been going to the gym um big time uh, but there the, there's a big unstory unra- unraveling and there's some really good uh, practical effects some some real visceral and nasty gore some um some good laughs and some good mystery and tension and it, honestly this is probably one of the best films I've seen so far of the year, hmm. um, up there with Invisible Man. Completely different, but up there. So if you get a chance, it's on. It's on Amazon Prime, I think. Um, go and check it out. I'll, I'll put it on on my uh, my sheet that will go onto the onto the website, so you guys can can check it out. But that's my recommendation, and uh, and that's it for the newsfeed, guys. Okay, thanks so much, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Thank this you very been... much. Cheers, Bryce. Cheers, John. See you later. So that was horror movie news. Thanks to Ben. David. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Are we gonna? No, 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 no. Um, that's okay. Um, I mean, I'm the one that mostly talks to him on on Twitter. So it, I mean, it's you know. But I'd just like to say I to all that of our fans, to a couple episodes. I'd just like to say thank you to all of our fans for listening to horror movie talk. I appreciate you. I'm sure Bryce appreciates you. You guys make sure to head on over to our website, horrormovietalk.com. Make sure to rate us, review us on iTunes. And uh, and if you want to support the pod, do consider becoming a patron or uh, or clicking through that Amazon link at horrormovietalk.com. Um, any other thing? I think you covered all of it. Yeah, I think that's Shutter, it. Shutter, use HMT at checkout. Did you say that? No, I didn't. Um, yeah, if you're on the fence about Shutter, might as well just use it for a month. 
to see if you like it. Um, we haven't reviewed a ton of movies from Shudder, but we have some in the wings. We have Henry in the wings. Henry and, is probably and worth And Texas it. Chainsaw. Yeah. Man, we do have yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> and it has all the Halloweens right now, yeah. I think. Um, um, it has the original Halloween for sure. It has The Changeling. It has, oh, it has Night of the Living Dead. It has, yeah, um, yeah it has a bunch so check that out. We we appreciate you. I know for a fact that there's probably like 2% or less listeners that are listening to us right now. So if you're among them, that means you're a super fan. And if you're an Apple uh, product holder, please leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. We love you. Bye-bye. Oh, hey-ho, I call it, uh, Squirrel.